Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, spring plans for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders and our guy Patrick Mahomes in a historical context. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you again, my man. And today, at least for one episode, a bit of a basketball break. We're back to hoops coming up to wrap up the week as we get ready for another big road challenge for Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders. But we got an extended football conversation to have here today. We're going to be talking about uh, a goat in progress. Is he already there? Patrick Mahomes back in another AFC Championship game coming up this weekend and also on a local front some spring plans for Joey McGuire and the Red Raider football team including a trip once again to Midland now you may have to sort some of this out for me because once upon a time there was like this red black game it was the spring game it was the spring game and then you know with NCAA compliance in mind rules yada 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 we're thinking about, okay, which one do we call a spring game? But we are also going to have this other scrimmage like open to the fan base here or there. So I still have some trouble sorting out what exactly the schedule will look like. But you may have seen as we catch up on some football news here today, Texas Tech announcing once again they will be southbound heading down to Midland for a spring game affair uh, in front of some Red Raiders down in the Petroplex. But is this the only time that we'll see Texas Tech available to the public in action, click clack in the hats this spring. Maybe that remains to be seen. But uh, I remember the first time that they made a trip down to uh, Midland, and uh, I guess at that time it was Grande Communication Stadium. I don't know if it's still the same thing, but uh, it seems like it's gone well enough to continue to do so. Yeah, you know, the, they're, uh, the, the sp- everybody does spring differently, uh, and and the way you, you know you you some teams go early some teams go late you kind of set it up a variety of different ways um a, a lot of uh you know there's a lot of emphasis now on spring football really across the country because everybody's got so many new pieces that have just joined your team that it's really maybe i don't know in some ways more important now than it used to be uh, from from the on the on the field competition and, and understanding schemes and developing chemistry and all those things, uh, but Joey's not going to start spring practice this year until after Texas Tech's spring break, which is fairly late in the process. A lot of times, coaches would start start spring practice before spring break, maybe get a little uh, you know four under their belt, then take this break and then come back and then you know f- finish it up. Uh, because they didn't want to, you know, go until uh, April, you know, mid to late April, because it's, you know, but I, I think he he doesn't want the break in between. He wants to kind of start it and then be able to finish it with no no uh, break in between, because the spring break is, you know, it's about a what nine or ten day break all told. But yeah, I was uh, 
I was curious where the, you know, when and, and where the spring game was going to be this year, just because I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really think it would be Midland. Uh, but the, the reason why is that, you know, you've got construction going on right now. Uh, you know, you're not going to be done with everything. I just don't know. I think they want to stay out of those folks way and not throw up any kind of potential roadblocks and like, Hey, we're having a big event. So you guys are going to have to st-, you know, time is of the essence right now. You're, you're <laughs> going to be pushing that deadline anyway. And I think that they just didn't want to cause any sort of problems by having that game and then having fans in there and all, all of that stuff, uh, which is, which, you know, that, that that's not fun for, for those of us that live in Lubbock and you want to just go see the spring game or whatever. Uh, but that was the re- that's the reality of it, and so I, I I think they maybe considered doing it again at Lowry Field in Lubbock, which is where they did it last year. John Harris and I, fortunate enough to uh, to broadcast that game, but I guess because of being at Lowry last year, they wanted to again try to do something different this year. And the folks in, in Middle Odessa, that's I I think maybe I I don't know the stat. Somebody else would have to tell me, but there's something along the lines of it may be your second most concentrated season ticket base that you've got per capita uh, outside of Lubbock. And so there's always been this connection. I mean, you know, you played a basketball game there a few years ago when you, when you couldn't get in your arena because of graduation uh, and, and you wanted to have a, so anyway, the, the, the middle of Odessa folks are great. Uh, you know, Tim Culp, uh, he's a board of regent. I think he's on the board of the, uh, the Matador Club. I mean, he, you know, anyway, there's a lot of folks there. And so I, they they very much appreciate it. And you're kind of still taking the show in, in, in front of many, many fans based on your yeah. season ticket sales and things like that. So, yeah, they're going to get going in uh, mid uh, – what, what is it like? Uh, Cowan's like April the 20th. Does that sound like right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, April the 20th, which is a Saturday. I think it'll be like a 1 to 3 p.m. scenario. There's also baseball going on in Lubbock against West Virginia that same weekend. So if you don't want to, if you want to watch tech sports and Lubbock that weekend, you'll still, there's still something on the, on the menu there for you. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how we, we got to that point. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned time being of the essence uh, back here in the LBK at the Jones, as they're uh, trying to get things ready for next season. And I, I think what a deadline of uh, what is it, like August 24th or 25th or something like that to get things cooking, which has been, of supreme interest, I think, to anybody that's paying attention to what's going on either in the south end zone or over at the new football training facility that's going up after the old one went down. Um, I, I mean, it's just kind of mind-boggling to think about how they could get that done, but you really can't get it done if you're taking any time off at all, I guess. So uh, in in that effort, this does make a lot of sense that you wouldn't want to be uh, – uh, scooting anybody around it'd be quite the experience if you were just doing like uh okay only north end zone for this spring game meanwhile we got hammers and cranes and drills and jack whatever going on there in the south end zone i think clearly yeah. uh one is a priority over the other right <laughs> yeah because you, you you know you've got a there's all these, you know, compliance things and all, all, all this, you know, OSHA and everything you've got to, you know, when you're having fans, uh, you know, in the stands. But I'll be interested. I, I, I think I'm comfortable in saying some aspects of the, the giant project will be finished uh, when, when they need it to, but not all. Um, yeah. I, you know, and what that what, what does that look like? I don't know. I mean, that's just construction these days. You know, that's just the way it works. They couldn't get 
this stuff in in time or the weather or the, there's just a you know with the supply chain being what it is and so yeah we'll just kind of hold our collective breath and uh everybody stay out of their way over there but meanwhile joey and them they, they still have spring practice over there for a variety of, of days on the practice fields and that's going to be a bit different too because the locker rooms that the visiting team used last year uh, out in the parking lot those trailers that's what you, your team will use uh, all throughout the spring and and then I think that may be what like the equipment staff uses like in the summer months uh, or something but then the, w- where it gets a bit tricky is is that those trailers have to go when that first game rolls around because I think that the folks in charge of uh, of creating parking revenue would like to have that revenue again on that side of the stadium and parking uh, for games. And so you got to, those trailers got to go. But um, the, 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 the bad part about going to Midland uh, or, or going to Frisco as it would have been, which you, you have done before is that these spring games are really largely a recruiting tool uh, to most, to most Uh, it, it is, let, let's let's get let's put on a show for our fans, yes, but potential prospective athletes, uh, you know, and and get get people on campus and just kind of let them feel the vibe of of being around everybody and you know uh, and all that. So um, that's the one negative there that you you're not going to be able to, you know. But maybe you you know on a different Saturday, a different weekend when you have a coaches clinic and you have a bunch of prospects in town. On, on, on a weekend like that, so maybe you get the best of both worlds. But there's not – you're not ready to show them everything either, although you can show them the cranes and uh, all, all that stuff. But you're ready – you know, it, it's a, it looks a lot better now than it did, but there is no building there. Like, I don't know where yeah. you host these things. There is no football building. It's like just – it's just gone. It's just uh, – it's going to be wild, you know, when I, people – the sight line of everything over there for years has looked the same, and now it's it's changed drastically. Yeah, I had an opportunity to uh, be on campus the other day, uh, close to the Fraser there on the uh, southwest corner of the Jones. And I I don't know how many people have, I know plenty have been watching on the construction camp. I mean, we've been battling that show for views for a year, it seems like. Um, but uh, Oh, yeah. Hey, the cameras, <laughs> it's not working. Oh, my God. People are rioting when the camera's down. There's a whole lot going on. And, uh, of course, summer just around the corner, football just around the corner as well. And with that in mind, Chris, got another announcement from Texas Tech this week. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And football is close to wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So many ways to spice up the action with FanDuel's safe, secure, and easy-to-use app. Are you really even parlaying if you're not visiting FanDuel's Parlay Hub? I doubt it. So get to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. And if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Official partner of the NFL. That was revealing uh, a group of captains for this team moving forward. If you didn't see it, it's going to be Bryce Ramirez, Jacob Rodriguez, Taj Brooks, Baron Morton, and Caleb Rogers. 
This seems awfully early uh, for an announcement like that. I may just be, you know, misremembering uh, sometimes that it came as early as this. But I was curious what you thought about the timeliness of it, and uh, of course, what you think about the group. Yeah, so I, I wasn't obviously I was expecting this announcement this soon. However, I would tell you that this is kind of no brainer. Um, it, it was one of those things where they're getting this semester going. Let's go ahead and set the groundwork here. Um, and and I could back like the, with the spring game conversation and just spring in general with so many new pieces. Because I mean, think about it, Casey. You've got. You, you know, you, you've you've added, I don't know what the total number is, but let's just put a, a number on it. You've added, what, 30 to 40 new players to your to your team, like, at semester, you know, ish. You know, maybe it's 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 25 or whatever. But, I mean, you had all your, your early signings from a high school standpoint, which was like 11. You added your whole transfer portal class, and you've added some of these the, – these, Big time, call them what it is, walk-ons uh, at the tail end of it. But yeah, I mean, you you just got so many new pieces. But the, but the most important part of your team is like the guys that we're going to talk about now, and like the the culture guys, because all these new pieces. Hey, how do we do things here? What what is coach's expectation? Um, how how is it going to go during the spring? Is he gonna is he a yeller? I mean, what whatever. I mean, you know, whatever whatever your question you would ask. You've got to have people that are so. Maybe that's partly why you you announce your, your captains and all that much earlier because there's so many new pieces to your to your roster looking around going, all right, who's leading this deal? Like you know who 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 do I respect? Who um, you know who who can help me? Point me in the right direction? Whatever it may be. But I, I'll tell you that this is a the reason I say that this kind of group uh, this this. Um, it's not a quartet. What, what, what's a what's a fivesome? What is that? What do we do there? A okay, pentet? Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. I mean, it sounded great. I couldn't. I couldn't spit that out. You did. No, I did. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, we got five of them. Yeah, that's, we call that a handful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But they were this particular group. I think was consulted on a variety of things in December by by coaches. Uh, th- there was even, you know, some, you know, question on some of your portal entries, like, Hey, do we want to keep him here? Like, what are your, what do you, Hey group, what are your thoughts? Um, and so, yeah. And then it was like truth telling time. And I think that this group on, on more than one occasion was like, Hey man, let him go. Like, do not, <laughs> we're not. We'll, we'll be just fine, like, you know, the, for the, for these reasons. But the consultation part of it is the reason why I bring that up, because this is a group that already was in a leadership position anyway. We, we know what each one of them stands for. I mean, you're, you're one returning offensive lineman. You're, you're all-conference type running back, uh, maybe even all-American. Uh, you're starting quarterback, Bryce Ramirez. We know what he stands for. Uh, if you can't believe in in a guy like that and and that smile, then you know you, you're just in the in the wrong uh, wrong wrong fan base. Um, and then you know this is you know this is a Jacob Rodriguez pe- podcast as much as it is anything. So <laughs> I mean you know with what he uh, he does and how smart he is and kind of player he is and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I think this is a really good group. But they've they've been in a leadership position 
before being labeled a captain, if that makes sense. And I want to say Taj was a captain last year, too, I think. Yeah, and I know Coach McGuire talked about last year also. I don't know if this mirrored exactly a list of captains, but uh, uh, a leadership council or a leadership powwow or something like that that he would be meeting with regularly. You know, seeing a group of guys like that also makes me think about who's not there. And I think about, like, uh, Rabbit <laughs> is really the first one I think about because I know that he was always like, somebody that was in Tony this conversation. That's right, Tony and Jalen. Yeah. Um, so while you see some familiar faces there, and certainly Taj Brooks, uh, big chief among them, uh, there are going to be some big shoes to fill, uh, somewhat figuratively, somewhat literally as well, whenever we're getting back to it. And I guess as we sit here during this portion of the calendar, uh, it's all just eating weights, right? I know they're playing school as well. They're playing biology. They're playing math. They're playing whatever. Uh, but we're playing weightlifting, I think, at the same time right now. I see Texas Tech pumping up some competition between various groups of players. Uh, this week's, you know, weight room or, or lifter of the week. I think Mason Tharp is on that list. Uh, I thought I saw last week possibly. But uh, it's all about, you know, as an old coach of mine used to say, as uh, an answer to any question about his football team. Didn't matter what the question was. The answer was always, we got to get stronger. We got to get stronger. I mean, that's just the theme of every day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they try to um, yeah they've divided the this the team up in the spring you know in a at like this portion of the calendar in a variety of different on a different teams it's like eight to ten of them that they had a release out about that the other day they've all got Twitter accounts and and part of their their challenge is like to you know get, get some social media following and activity and all those things uh, and then but but they try to make they try to make the hard days fun by you know having a high school day to where everybody divides up and competes against each other with their high school gear on and so you've got uh, the Oklahoma guys and the West Texas guys versus the Central Texas guys versus the H-Town guys versus the Metroplex guys versus the East Texas guys you know and they they, they do a variety of different things just to be be creative to kind of get you through these times of the year because this is the the not fun part right you've just finished up the season uh, that's the fun part. Spring football is not, I don't know, fun, but it's probably uh, less monotonous than just like offseason stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, they, but you know, they, they're doing a variety of different things uh, right now. But yeah, it's eating weights. I think that's probably a good, uh, not literally, but uh, yeah, chicken and then lift, you know, not, not actually eating the, uh, the eating the iron. Because heck, man, the, the, you don't really have a, your, your, your weight room's gone too. Yeah, that's I mean, true. So, yeah, you got you got a different. I, I think they like the indoor on the field. They like built a temporary weight room over there in the corner, um, and then there's like the weight room in the indoor facility too that most of the other teams use. But yeah, that's that was also displaced. So um, if you get into the season and you haven't lifted weights in the off season, what are you going to say in the fourth quarter? You're not going to be able to say. That's what you lift all them weights for. So it's really a part of the entire process, well beyond just strength and conditioning. The coaches need something to say uh, in the fourth quarter, as they can call back to this as well. All right, let's finish it up. Still in a football category. But let's head to the National Football League, where this weekend we've got championship weekend coming up, which will feature, once again, the great Patrick Mahomes. And before we get into this... Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, altar to worship at the feet of the all. Okay, never mind. I'm playing it on a little too thick. We we must also send a shout out. I feel like Chris to the great Broderick Washington. 
who is also going to be on the field. Another Red Raider who I want to point out has made a hell of a living for himself in the National Football League as well. He'll be lining up there in purple or black or whatever the Ravens are going to be rocking. But, uh, you know, considering this week some of what Patrick Mahomes has already achieved, I think it's a sixth straight trip uh, to an AFC championship game. You're talking multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowls going for another and uh, I don't know. I, I did anticipate that Patrick Mahomes would have a fruitful NFL career. I thought those who belittled him as far as the NFL draft was concerned years ago had just simply not seen Texas Tech football, which is no great crime. It is a great shame, but I just assume they have not seen it because there was talk of like, oh, system QB. I mean, this is so far after Mike Leach, by the way. Update the talking points, boys. Uh, but they didn't. System QB. You know these Texas Tech quarterbacks. I'm like, brother, if you ever saw Patrick Mahomes, you would understand this dude is unlike any, not just Texas Tech quarterback, but unlike any quarterback I've really ever seen, certainly in person. And I think Texas Tech was the perfect fit to showcase some of what he could do because nobody at that time would have put him in more third and 13s, I don't think, than the Red Raiders did, where then he really could shine. Because whenever the ish was hitting the fan, that was when Patrick Mahomes seemingly was going to be at his best. So I'm not surprised about, you know, significant impact in the National Football League or the ability to have a prolonged career as a starter. I don't know who's penciling in this kind of success, but here we are once again, championship weekend, uh, and our guy Pat is involved. Yeah, and I appreciate the mention of Broderick Washington. You know, I, I think Pat overshadows so much, but, you know, I think your other NFL you know, guys that there's, there's a lot of them, uh, you know, obviously maybe don't, I don't know if they, it's the right word is deserve the the same attention, but you know, it's like, man, there's some good dudes out there and Broderick is. We're proud of them I mean, too. Hey, he it's yeah. Speaking of East Texas, I mean, you know, Broderick was a stud here and he's been, I mean, he's been playing on the, one of the best teams in the NFL uh, and yeah. starting all year. Um, and so you're guaranteed to have, a red Raider in the Super Bowl, uh, by, by virtue of the, these guys playing each other. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Pat, Pat, you know, ever since he's been a starter. So yeah, you mentioned the six times, but that's, that's all the years that he's been a starter. So he's never not made the AFC championship <laughs> game. That's wild to me. Um, the fact that he just won a game in Buffalo in the playoffs, his first road playoff game, much less win. Uh, I think that is wild because he'd never been out of uh, uh, KC for the playoffs. That that's crazy uh, to me. But he probably won't. He's not going to win MVP this year. He may be going against that. Uh, Lamar Jackson may end up uh, getting that nod, or if not, Brock Purdy, uh, the San Francisco quarterback, former Iowa State Cyclone, may get it. But yeah, because you, you'd asked me earlier in the week, like, man, if he were to be done right now, you know, like pull up Barry Sanders and just walk off, yeah. and say, he's not going to. I mean, obviously, but is he Hall of Fame worthy? You know, uh, I, the answer is yes. I don't. Uh, typically, the NFL doesn't roll that way. Uh, there's got to be some longevity there. That's kind of what I think got somebody like Wes Welker, um, you know, who I think was one of the best receivers in the NFL for about a two or three year span and had lots of, but you know, never won a super bowl and all that stuff. And that, that people will say, well, he didn't do it for long enough or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, the NFL hall of fame is a bit tricky because they're very proud of it. The, the process is weird. You know, Darren Woodson, I've, I've thought for years deserves to be in it, but he's still waiting. So you just never know. But what, what, what this player has done in such a short time frame is, you know, un unprecedented. And it's funny, 
I think you probably see some of the same stuff I do. What's funny is, um, you know, I'm not. I'm. I, I grew up a cowboy fan. That's. I'm. I'm a cowboy fan, right? Okay. So live and die. Yeah, make fun of me all you want, but I'm. I'm an easy target, right? Because there's plenty <laughs> to make fun of, especially recently. Uh, but there, there's a lot of Chiefs fans out there that are new Chiefs fans that that I think are like like the Tech fan that are that are really Mahomes fans, but they've kind of channeled their their NFL fandom and pointed it toward the Chiefs because they're good. Uh, there's a tech connection, all that stuff. But what you're seeing out there too is like people are, you know, they're they're ready to tear Pat down a bit just because I think they're tired of the yeah. show. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I, I think that's you, you're seeing a bit of that. Um, you know, I, I see it on Twitter, like on Sundays, a little bit, like, huh, the, the, the way he acts after a call or. But but th- this is what happens when you're at the top and there's nothing to poke at. You try to you try to tear him down a bit, and he's been at the top and is still there. And you know th- there, there's some negative, not not from like you know our people, quote unquote, but just in general. But that's yes. you know because he hasn't he's been squeaky clean for and just one, and he's young, and it's like what is there not to like? And and so, but this is what this is what happens. Yeah, no, I have seen kind of the same thing, but that's just the, uh, I guess, traditional cycle that we're going through. I don't know, um, you know, it may depend on your era, you know, who you think is the greatest quarterback of all time. Certainly in this day and age, I think Tom Brady would have to be uh, the standard. And when you compare and contrast some things statistically uh, between those two guys, um, there's not a whole lot of difference. I think by this point in his uh, career, which uh, Patrick's, um, season is yet to be completed, so we'll see what he's able to stack up there. I think uh, Patrick is one shy as far as a Super Bowl win from Tom Brady. Otherwise, he's got like – and this is a different offense and things like that, but um, I don't know. What did I see, like 60 or 70 more touchdowns, I think, thrown by Mahomes to this point in his career than what Brady had through uh, a similar time period. So is he a Hall of Fame guy if he was to hang it up right now? I think the answer would be yes. But uh, more importantly, Chris, I don't know. We always – it seems like people always want to latch on to uh, somebody that's kind of redefining the position. And mostly I think that is a prisoner of the moment conversation in some years gone by. I touched on this briefly yesterday. You know, everybody always wants to talk about like a dual threat quarterback in the national football league has not worked out over the years at all. Like these guys get hurt. They don't last very long. Guys are fast everywhere defensively. uh, When you're talking about the national football league, it's not the same as college football. Um, sometimes, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, if you're talking about a guy like Michael Vick or now Lamar Jackson, these are just individually great guys. I don't think they're redefining the position. I think it's honestly an insult to them to say, well, this is what the QB position is now. No, these guys are just amazing. <laughs> and they're like the only ones that can do it. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes may in a way, may in a way redefine a position but i'm not quote i'm not so sure that again it's not just one of the most unique athletes that we've ever seen because his ability again uh to make chicken soup out of chicken spit we saw it plenty of times i'll never forget the the tech oklahoma game that was set defense back a hundred years uh between patrick and, and baker mayfield as a quarterback for oklahoma and late in the game texas tech's like average yardage needed on third down was like 12, and yet they were close to 70% conversion rate. And it was all because of – I mean, I've never seen anything like that where it was so bad as far as the situation, yet you were still finding so much success. 
all because of Patrick Mahomes. And I remember, I mean, I still remember going back to some of those early throws. There's a throw against Louisiana Tech. Like, why would I remember a Louisiana Tech-Texas Tech game? Well, it's because Patrick Mahomes was involved, and that was one of the first times he made a throw that I thought, uh, a body shouldn't be able to do that at that angle, you know, going against the grain. And then it was like 55, 60 yards down the field. And I mean, a dot. I just never seen anything like it. I don't know if you have anybody to compare in all your years of watching tech football or just football in general, but the dude is unique unto himself for more reasons than we have time to list here in the remainder of the episode. Well, he's, he's, he's the grim reaper. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, cause you think about redefining the position. I mean, think about, think about the dude that, that was on the other quarterback in the other team this past weekend in their game, Josh Allen freak redefines the position to me like you i've never seen that size uh what he can do um he's he's you know phenomenal but it's almost like mahomes makes his kicker better than than what josh allen can make his <laughs> kicker right i mean it's it, but because because the chiefs just win those kinds of games and the bills just don't or whatever it is you know uh but i mean it's it's you know the guy that he's going to go against this week also redefines the position lamar jackson freak like you're not going to see another guy like this in our lifetime this is a unique but you know i think lamar jackson going into this weekend is i think uh like one and three or two and three in the playoffs as a starter you know i mean that you know for all his freakness i mean he just hasn't uh you know uh, been able to have success in the playoffs which that's what right wrong or indifferent man that's how you are judged sure uh, in, in in success in professional sports uh, it's not it's not about regular season awards and accolades and people can make it about that. But you get in the Hall of Fame because of what you do in the postseason and how many Lombardi trophies you hold up. And so uh, it, uh, it it's it's been fun to, you know, and, and it was a struggle for Pat and the Chiefs some this year, which kind of makes this one maybe a bit sweeter than, than normally. You know, there's some injuries. There's the Taylor Swift stuff going on. There's the. You know, the, the Kadarius Tony shenanigans. There's the okay, we're not, you know, we gotta go play a road game. You know, we didn't we didn't, you know, lock it up and we're not a high yeah. seed and and you know and all that business. And so anyway, um, because they were a wild card team, you know, and it uh uh it, it's it's been interesting to just kind of watch because this one some of the other years they made it look really easy. Like, of course they're gonna win. Yeah. Like there's nobody's touching them. And this year you're like, I don't know, but they're here they are again in the final four. So, man, but yeah, past the biggest reason why. Can't wait to see what happens because he's got a huge, huge challenge on his hands. And I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. That Baltimore defense is nasty. So, looking forward to that one and looking forward to being back with you. Coming up tomorrow, we're into a hoops primer as we're getting set for the Red Raiders to hit the road for another top 25 challenge as they'll be taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll get back to Big 12 basketball coming up on the other side. So I hope you'll join us for that as we wrap up the week. Chris, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Keep hope alive, everybody. And make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for being out there, and we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.